Today we are on the road. We are actually at my my dad and my stepmom's place. We're in a different location, fans. In Coffs Harbour. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit of a different background and a little mm-hmm. bit of a different setup, but we're doing our best. Okay. Um, maybe add to the ambience, depending upon today's subject. Yeah, maybe. Have we? I think we may have already brought this up, but I never know what we're going to talk about until the actual day, or in this case, evening, actually, or all evening. Of filming and recording. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you don't know anything that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I do the research and present the case to Dirk. Um, real quick, last week we had some major technical issues. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all fixed now, and we apologise for uh, missing a podcast, but it's all fixed and we're back to normal now. Also... My dad and my stepmom are looking after Stormy. That's right. So if you hear screaming or playing or whatever, that's what that is. Yeah. Um. So do we want to get on with it? Let's do it. Because it might it. be a bit shorter today because we're we're at somewhere else. That's right. And while um your folks are doing with the grandparent duties with little Stormy. Yes. Yeah. She's actually awake <laughs> for yes. this for once. For once, yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, we're all sleeping in the same room, so we can't do it while she's asleep like we normally mm-hmm. do. So, anyway, we're going to do the, the Gucci murders. Ooh. Um, so, this is on the 13th of March, 1996. Yeah. In Albion Park, Shell Harbour, in the Illawarra, so mm-hmm. near Wollongong. Yep. Um, Matthew, who was 18, ran to his neighbours saying something was wrong with his mother and sister. Um, so... The victims were Jennifer, who's 40, yeah, Matthew's mother, his brother Adrian, who was 15, and his sister Sarah, who was 13. Now, Jennifer was bludgeoned in the head to death in her bed. She was thought to have been reading before falling asleep and then attacked when she was asleep. Mm. So, carpet was cut from the floor and an unusual blood spatter on the wall at the head of the bed was found. Um, unusual. Yeah, but she was so badly injured that they needed a blood match to identify her. Oh, that's like, horrific. There was so much done to her face. And what a way to go out, just in your own downtime, just chilling, just reading. Yeah. Um, and then Sarah was found. Yeah. So she's 13. She was bludgeoned to death, in the head to death, like a mother. But she had linear defensive bruising on her right forearm. Okay. She was listening to a walkman when attacked, so they don't think that she heard Jennifer get attacked beforehand. Ooh. And there was similar unusual blood splatter on the wall okay. at the head of Jennifer's bed. Um, right. Sarah's bed. So that's twice I've got these occurrences. Yeah. Unusual. Okay. Right, and then Adrian was found in the garage. Mm-hmm. He was thought to be repairing a, a wooden chair when he was blitz attacked. So there blitz was... Blitz attack. Yeah, like they just came up and just went bang. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um... Rapid. Rapid attack, yeah. Rapid attack, yeah. So there was linear bruising on his chest, similar to Sarah's, mm-hmm. and a circular bruise at the base of his throat. Petrol was found on the left side of his body with skin damage, um, indicating that there was an attempt at arson to cover the body. Yeah. And evidence. There was cast-off splatter on the roof of the garage. 
indicating that like there was blood on the weapon as it was being um, deployed. Deployed. Yeah. And that, and a red jerry can was found in the garage with the lid open. Right. There was property stolen in two rooms, indicating yeah. a robbery. A, a, a robbery. A robbery. A robbery. It was uh. Uh, like Robbie a, was involved. It was like a little rabbit. A Robbie. Yeah. Robbie. Robbie. Robbie <laughs> yeah. the rabbit. Was, yeah. Robbie the rabbit. Robbie the rabbit was the uh, chief culprit. Yeah. So. What a question. Um, indicating a robbery in eighteen boroughs. Yeah, I'll stop now. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Sorry. So the evidence um, was diluted blood splatter in the hallway that attempt and it was in, indicated an attempt to clean up had been made. Yeah. Um, over 60 swabs were taken of blood splatters in the residence. So that's quite a lot. That Even was, for a third, like, three-person murder. That's I was about lot. to ask, is that a typical amount? No, that's a lot. That sounded, yeah, yeah. way above your average. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there were fingerprints on the jerry can, but they were Matthews. Yeah. Um, Matthew lived at the house. Um, they filled up the cars from the jerry can. Yeah. And Matthew usually did that. Yeah. So it was all like pretty above board at this point. Mm-hmm. But, but this is where things get a bit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Bit hinky, as Abby would say. Oh, hinky, yes. A little yes. bit hinky. Really yes. Never get old. Um. So there was a wheel brace removed from the car. Now, mm-hmm. I know you don't know a lot about cars. But the wheel brace is what you use to take the nuts off the tyres. Okay. If you get a flat before you jack it up, right? So the debollocking. Yeah, so it's like this nut, this massive nut that fits. Yeah. Like like the the socket that fits on your nuts. Yep. Stop looking at me like that. I was wondering if you had noticed that I had made a joke. Yes, yes. You're I just ignoring it? I'm just okay. completely ignoring yeah, it. all right. <laughs> Try and keep a straight face still. So there's a socket that fits onto the car mm-hmm. lug nuts. Yep. And you then you've got a straight bit that you put pressure on okay. to loosen yeah. said lug nuts. You don't want to nibble those nuts. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> I'm not knobby. <laughs> um, so that was removed from the car and was yep. um, similar to the bruising that both Sarah and a- um, Adrian had sustained yep. in, their, in their battles. Yeah, um, I love all the military references that are coming out in this in this, in this episode. So a far. little bit, a little bit. So this is where it starts getting really hinky. Really hinky. Okay. Okay. So carpet fiber was taken from the family car that matched the carpet that was cut from Jennifer's room, oh. and there was a little bit of blood Ooh. on it that matched Matthew. Oh. Now, Matthew said he was at his girlfriend's place all night. All night? All right. Okay. Um, so, um, there was a sports van found in a quarry dam near Matthew's girlfriend's place, mm-hmm. um, which had a paper to-do list, like in quotation marks, to-do list. To-do list. Mm-hmm. In, that was highly probably Matthew's handwriting by okay. the expert. And it was like a, a murder list. Like, it was get knife, have a shower, do all this stuff, right? Oh, shit on a stick. Yeah. That's, um, yeah. The missing pieces of carpet were found in the sports bag. The ones that were cut from Jennifer's room. Mm-hmm. And there were missing articles of property from the residents that were found in the dam 
with the sports bag. And Matthew denies going into Sarah's room, even though he said to the neighbour, there's something wrong with mum and Sarah. Yeah, so how would you know okay. that? So, there's a couple of theories about what happened, because mm. Matthew's never spoken about the murders publicly. Okay. And I want to put in that these murders were so horrific that a rookie cop who was on her first day's job... Yeah. Right? Um, didn't... She only had four four years on the force because these caused her early retirement. Okay. Yeah. That's so, telling. Yeah. So they're pretty pretty hectic. Yeah. Like they all the cops that I I saw. Yeah. Um. And and saw on the because I watched investigate forensic investigators. Yeah. Episode five from two thousand and four. If you guys want to check it out. Mm. Where can they find it? So? Um, on YouTube. Okay. It's just on YouTube, guys. That's great. Um, so there are a couple of theories. Yeah. Now, Matthew's dad worked in Sydney. Yep. And apparently he'd been putting a few Ks on the family car. Mm-hmm. So his parents had decided that, no, he won't use the family car anymore. He'll use the work car. Yeah. Well, how... What, what, what's a, There's a bit of a distance between that part of... Sydney and Wollongong. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but... That's part of Greater Wollongong in Sydney. Yeah, yeah, so... But the agreement was that Matthew could use his dad's work car when his dad was home. Yeah. All right? And on this particular night, his dad decided to stay in Sydney, and Matthew wanted to go to Eliza's place, his girlfriend. Yeah. So the theory is that he had um, requested to borrow the car off Jennifer, and Jennifer had said no. Yeah. And then she went to bed. And so Matthew attacked her, attacked um, her first. They think that the order of the murders was Jennifer, Sarah, Aiden. Okay. So they think Matthew attacked um, Jennifer first, then Sarah, then Adrian, took the car, disposed of the evidence, because he was three hours late getting to Eliza's. Mm. Now, she rang at eight to speak yeah. to Matthew about going over to her place, and he's like, yeah, yeah sure, I'm on my way. She rang back at 10 and there was no answer. And he rocked up at 11 saying that he had to stay home because of um, his mum getting cranked paws. Right. And that she wanted him to stay home. Yeah. So she didn't feel so alone. Yeah. Like that. Okay. And then apparently they said on the phone that three of his members of his family would die that night. And. But when they looked, subpoenaed the court records, like the phone records, there was no indication of that phone call mm. or any any prank phone calls. That's highly suspicious. I so he took the car and went to Eliza's. Yeah. And um, uh, sorry. Um, so yeah, got to the three hours late, about nine p.m. Um, so Matthew gets home about nine a.m. Yeah. And raises the alarm about. His family being attacked. Yeah. Yeah. So he was the last one to be in the family car. He was the last one to see his family alive. Blah, 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 blah. So he was sentenced to a minimum of 21 years, maximum of 28. He served 23 and he was released last year in August. Last year in August? Aged 41. Okay. So... 
concerns have been raised about him being released. Yeah, why was he released? Good behaviour, or well, he was uh, he was released at, like minimum of twenty one, maximum of twenty eight. So he was going to get out. Okay. Um, but he he did have good behaviour. Okay. He only had two marks against his name for fighting with other inmates, stuff like that. But apart okay. from that, he was exemplary. He jumped through all the hoops that the government wanted him to jump through for parole. Yeah. He'd gotten a bank card, a Medicare card. He'd gotten um, accommodation. He'd gotten a tax file number. Like, all this stuff that doesn't seem like much for us. But. It's quite difficult to get done when you're in prison. Yeah. So he'd jumped through all those hoops. Okay. Um, the victim's family wasn't opposed to his parole. Yeah. Um, but they are very strict on his parole. Yeah. Um, I'll read out the conditions. Um, so he cannot go to the Illawarra or Shoalhaven areas. Yeah. And he can only contact family on his dad's side because they're supportive of him, his dad and his, in, his dad's new wife and stuff. Yeah. Like his dad's willing to move up to New South Wales so that like he can help his son. Okay. Um, he has to undergo psychological counselling every week and contacts his parole officer outside of like their normal contact um, parameters. Yeah. He has to contact his parole officers if he has any issues integrating back into society. He can't leave New South Wales. Okay. And therefore he can't leave Australia either. Yeah. But um, the reason why there's that extra condition about him contacting his parole officer with any issues integrating. Yeah is because he spent most of his formative years in custody. Yeah. Like, from 18 to 41, he's been in prison. Yeah. So he's been in prison for, like, a lot of, like, um, technological advances. True. Um, so he's he's actually put concerns, like, when they were talking about his parole, he said one of his concerns is that um, because he spent more than half his life in, in custody, that he... Um, he doesn't understand technology. He doesn't understand um, how that fits in. Like, he wouldn't know what an Opal card is. Mm. Like, when you used public transport, when he went to jail, he used cash. Yeah. And he hardly ever even used credit cards. So, but now, like, the it's Opal card... It's contactless. Yeah, it's contactless. Oh, for um, those not in Australia, an Opal card is where you put money on and you just um, swipe it to get on public transport. Yeah. Like buses and trains and stuff. It's kind of like um, the, in, in this country, uh, it's the FPOS uh, system where you just, with credit cards or debit cards, you um, just uh, tap it on the... Uh, on the scanner in the, either a train station or in the bus. That's right. Or making transactions in a shop too. And it just, um, yeah, mm -hmm. takes it out of your... Yeah, I think most countries have account. something like that in effect now. Yeah, especially with COVID-19. Yeah. It just might be under a different name. The uh, Yeah, I know like in the States they have like a Metro card. In the system, yeah, yeah. Like um, like in New York and Chicago and that, they have like a Metro card system where you put money on it and you use it to get on the trains. But even with um, the, what's available in terms of um, educational training and... Uh, the information you receive as uh, part of the efforts to rehabilitate um, people who've been incarcerated, there'd still be a limit to the practical realities of a world 20, 
23 years on. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, he wouldn't know nothing about um, a lot of what the internet can do now mm. and stuff like that. So, it would it, be very difficult for him to, to integrate into the into the society. But, mm. on the other hand, who, who takes a wheel brace to his family's head over a car? Like... Yeah. Hopefully he's dealt with whatever issues he had so that he can integrate into society. I'm all for rehab mm. and and helping prisoners after they've served their time to society, but I also don't want someone else to get a wheel brace to the head. Yeah. So, I feel the same as you, neither do I. Yeah, so it, it's a very difficult situation, but if he's shown remorse and taken responsibilities for his actions and and is willing to try to integrate to society without killing anybody then i'm all mm. for it like everyone if they feel they can do it deserves a second chance yeah. and i'm not saying that i agree with what he did and his crime mm. but he's he's served his sentence and yeah and he's now got to live with the fact that he doesn't have his mother brother and sister and That's it's his right. fault. Now we've moved into not just past tense but present tense because for the first time we're dealing with a so with someone that has is back in, in society as well. Yeah, and who's been released. So yes, this is a um, more recent crime than the ones that we've been exploring so far. But I mm-hmm. felt that something more recent would be a good little thing to talk about. Absolutely. Ne- next time we're in coughs, because um, I come down here quite often because of family issues my my grandmother's not very well at the moment um we um will probably have to do this set up again yeah. and maybe next time i'll do a cost murder but this one was the one that i had set up for this week and this was kind of a surprise trip so silk 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 what hometown murder ah. <laughs> um so we'll just see what happens but yeah uh, there's been a couple of juicy ones here so mm. we'll just see and um as i said this one was a little bit shorter but um, but a lot of detail, regardless. Well, the, the, it is a shorter murder in the fact that like it's not a murder spree or a serial killer that we have been covering, or yeah. or like with the pajama girl, there was a lot of information. Mm-hmm. Um, because Matthew hasn't spoken, mm-hmm. it's only theories, and the working theory is that he 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 did this crime due to um the the. The car, well, but you... because he hasn't spoken publicly, we don't know if there's anything else behind that. Like, was he arguing with his mother frequently? Was was there something going on there, and he just completely lost it at his mum, and then went and killed his siblings? Um, no one knows because he he won't talk about it. No, um, but we do. We we would have um in in the records there would be um transcripts of um interviews with the police and court testimony. I saw some some of his court uh, uh, I saw some of his um the the the, the uh, interview with the police. Yeah. And he was just saying yes and no's. Like he wasn't getting into it really. That's where we found out that he didn't go into his sister's room. Right. Um there was just like yes and no's and and very short answers there yeah. was no real talking about his feelings or yeah or his motivation or why he did it that was released so no um retrospective um 60 minutes interview or anything yeah. like that even in the parole hearings yeah he stated his name his date of birth and said thank you at the end and that was it 
Okay. He's um he's a very quiet man, obviously. Maybe it's just his extreme way of trying to uh to to, to, to move on, to move past it. Maybe although it may yeah, appear to, to us on the outside, you know, um cold and heartless surface, maybe that's his he thinks it's his way of showing remorse or well, something. Well, maybe. Or maybe he's just a shy man. Yeah. Who doesn't like talking about what he did. But he does go to a psychologist or a psychiatrist, I don't know which. It's some sort of yeah counselling. Yeah. And he probably... Oh, excuse me. He probably goes more in-depth in those sessions. Yeah. With someone that he knows can't talk publicly about it. That yeah. kind of thing. Because like, there is that um, whole you don't talk about... Um, what is it, client, counsellor privilege or Confidentiality. Something. Yeah, unless they're going to hurt someone or themselves. Yeah. You, you don't talk about it outside of that. So, I don't know what the legislation is around um, people who are deceased, including, you well, know... Well, he's not deceased, so they can't release it anyway. Yeah, I mean, after um, people are, who are in these therapy sessions, after they've been deceased for let's say, decades, a long time. I, think got, I don't know what the legislation, legislative situation is. get rid of notes after seven years or something, but I, right, I don't okay. know if they're allowed to, te- like, councillors are allowed to testify or anything like that. Yeah. After a certain amount. But in the end, we don't know what Matthew's, Matthew DeGrucci's motivation was. Yeah, and this is not I heart murders are endorsing that this information should necessarily be released no. to the public no, we, Ever, we both but, see psychologists. Yeah, that's and psychiatrists. correct. Um, and I'm honestly, I wouldn't want half the crap I say to be out there. No, but this is just basically spitballing about the potential for, for any of this information to see the light of day. And is, if, it, if it doesn't under law, that that's 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 fine. We that that yeah, we accept that. Yeah, well, we have to. That's the law. <laughs> that's right. Yes, that's the country we live in, and that's the mm. law of the countries that we live in. So that's right. There's not much more we can do about that. Yeah. So. But, um, yeah, but we don't know a motive, and so it's, it is just theory about what occurred mm. um, and w- well, more why it occurred. Uh, Matthew's dad does believe he's innocent completely yeah. of it, no matter what what they found. Um, so, like, the, it, it, the evidence does point to Matthew and only Matthew. Mm. Like, there's... There's no other evidence of anybody else being in that house. On his maternal side, the, the family, from the sounds of it, uh, believe that he's guilty. Oh, yeah, they believe that he's guilty, don't want him to have anything to do with them, but they didn't oppose his parole because it was within the boundaries of his sentence. Yeah. So he was going to get out no matter what. So, um, But they don't want him to contact them. They don't want anything to do with him. Yeah. Um, which I think is kind of fair. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um. They're still quite grief-stricken, even after 20 years, and yeah. that's understandable as well. Like, that was a horrific way for anyone to die. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's just, hopefully everyone now can have closure and move on. Yeah, um, absolutely. And hopefully, as I said before, whatever was Matthew's problem... Demons. And demons, issues, whatever made him lash out like that, I hope that he's dealt with them and confronted them and can now be a productive member of society. Yeah. That he should have been all along if 
like he hadn't lost it like this. Yeah, exactly. So that's my theories about Matthew Dubrowski. Thank you very much and, for sharing them. Today, and, yeah, and we do apologise for it being a bit shorter, but yeah. um, and for the delay, as we said at the start. Uh, yeah, there's a delay. We do have a daughter that needs a bath, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a shorter murder, but we wanted to get something out there. Absolutely. And it's not that much shorter than our usual ones. Yeah. It's only about 10 minutes shorter than the ones that we usually put out. So you still get some good good murder. and mm-hmm. um, Good good murder? Some good, shut up. Some good, some good information about a murder. How's yes. that? Is that better? It sounds like a snuff podcast. Oh, well, like come on. My favourite murder said Australia's got the best murder. So Indeed they did. I'm just covering some of our good juicy stuff. I'm glad that you are doing public service um, by and I actually that. And I actually really like doing this one because I hadn't really heard about Matthew DiGrucci before. Mm-hmm. I do remember him being arrested and the, and the murders happening because I was, I was like 14 at the time. Mm-hmm. But I don't, don't hear a lot about him. Like, he's not like Ivan Milat or anything like that. So it was very interesting to see someone that's like, took three lives, but there wasn't much information about him. South Coast Ed Jason Hansen. Mm. So, a lot of the information came from the Illawarra Mercury, mainly from last year. There were a lot of articles about Matthew's release, um, but there wasn't a lot of... I could not find much at, from at the time. Um, but it, it was... Uh, the Forensic Investigators episode was amazing. Yeah. So, it's just episode five, season one, Matthew DeGrucci, and they will... You will find the the documentary ish thing on it. So yeah, yeah. So you can find us on social media. I have mm-hmm. murder. Um, drop us a tweet or talk to us on Facebook. Send us an email. We've gotten some requests that will be coming up over the next month. Um, and then we'll be back to our regularly regularly scheduled programming from now. Absolutely. Yeah. So we have a request for Carl Williams. Yes. So we'll be covering him in the next month, but not next week. Next week will be our first female murderer. Ooh. I won't tell you who it is. No, and I won't try and pick up your notes beforehand. No, you've been very good about not picking up my notes. Aw, shucks. Thanks, so. So I do appreciate it. That's all right. All right, guys. All right. Murder fiends, we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.